Amen, amen. Well, I've got to rent a crowd, and it's Pastor Dale there. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, I'm excited to be with you tonight. It's not that I'm not never here. I'm always here, but to minister the word. I've got notes all over because I was, where, as I was preparing this morning, I didn't, or this afternoon, I was actually Pastor Jeff for ministering, and God started to give me a word in while he was preaching, and he was preaching, and I was writing and listening to what he was saying, but as I was at home, I, I, I wasn't sure what God wanted me to say, so I have a lot of notes, but before I start, the girl next to Jade, can you stand for me, please? Yes, you, yes. I just want to say to you that God is rich in mercies. And you know the mercy of God, not like other people know it. Because some people, when God's mercy is over them, they fall. It's like they fall into cotton wool. But when God shows his mercy to you, it's usually somebody being removed out of your life or something that's being stopped. And I just see that, that in this moment that you are in, it's like, Lord... Why? Every time. But God says, I must tell you, it's His mercies that's on your life that might not look like people explain the mercy of God, but the mercy of God on your life is different because God is so serious about you that He told me to tell you that He loves you so much. And, and, and even tonight and in this time, God says, don't look back and don't look back to your past and your past mistakes, for this is your moment of great breakthrough, because what you've known in the past, God is changing it around. He is changing it around for greatness, and you have thought of that you bring so much sorrow to people, but God says, no, He's changing it around, and you will be known for a joy bringer, a joy giver, for God's hand and His heart is with you. And the blood of Jesus is over you. And no weapon formed against you will prosper. From this night on, God is so serious about you that He's drawing you near to His heart, even closer to His heart, because you know what you know. But His goodness and His mercy is faithful. Jay, just love on her and pray with her for me. Thank you, Father, for this beautiful woman. I pray that you will just touch her, Father, in Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to do something that I don't like to do, especially if I know people quite well. But Johanna and Bridget, I want you to come to the front. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm just going to minister a little bit prophetically, and then I will go into the Word, not pathetically, but prophetically. But I, I want you just to come to the front, because I really feel that, and I want, and I want the pastors just to surround them. I want the pastors to surround them, Pastor Jeff, Pastor Lanzel, Pastor Yaku, Pastor Lien, you guys, just, just surround around them. Because it's like, it's like God has showed me, you were sitting there and I was hugging whoever was sitting next to you, and I saw you, but I see you have, really you have athlete clothes on and you are running, but every time you are running and you, and you see the end line, you see the finish line, you see the promise, it's like you are running and there's a wall. You are running and there's a wall. And God really wants to do something great in your life. You know that you are called. You know that he has chosen you for greatness. You know the promise of God on your life. But it's like Satan comes every time to try to steal. But because even when he comes and tries to steal, you guys were still holding on to the promise. And I want the pastors to surround you and place a head of protection around you. Because it's like really this is your breakthrough. But no more delays over your life. Pastor Jeff, if you can minister unto them. 
Thank you, Father God. Korabashi hen darambonda. Yen darambashi hen darambondo. Roboshi handa yenda. Yen darambashi hen darambondo. Yen daraboshi hen darambondo. Roboshi handa. Let's just stretch out our hands and let's just pray. Yen darabashi hen darambondo. Roboshi hen da yenda. Father, we just thank you, Father. We thank you for what you are doing, Lord. We thank you that you are God and there is no other, Father. We are, mere, we are man, but who are, you, who are we that you are mindful of us, Father God? You are so mindful of us that you're always, always thinking about us, Lord. Lord, and we know that you, you are good and you are great, Father. I pray tonight over each and every one that is here, whatever it is, Father God, that you will minister unto them. That you will open and, and, and open their hands and their hearts and their mind for what you want to do, Father. In the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And I also see God is going to touch your body, and Bridget and Johan. And I want Pastor Yaku also pray for healing over you guys. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you. We praise your holy name, Father. We exalt you. Tell your neighbor, isn't God faithful? Isn't God faithful? Is there anybody that's sick here tonight? You are struggling with pain in your body. Maybe you, you have a headache or there's something because I cannot let this go. I just want you to raise your hand. Maybe it's like a cold and you're not feeling well. I want you, if you are sick and struggling with something, I want you to come to the front because we're going to pray for you. Because sickness is not from God. Come on. It's not from God and we don't have to settle for pain. We don't have to settle for sickness. We don't have to. And I'm going to call the pastors as well. And all um, Eloise and Doreen and, and Pastor Lino, you guys come and minister because I really believe that the miracle working power of God is in this house and it's not because I'm here or, or anything but it's because God is here and he's here because you are here amen we worship you Jesus we thank you for healing father we praise you Lord we thank you that heal, uh, sickness is not from you father um, can I ask the congregation just to stand and stretch your hands out to the people for Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Thank you, Father God, by your stripes they are healed. You have sent your word to heal them, Father. Lord, sickness is not our portion. We don't have to settle for anything that's not from you. Your word, you send your word so that we can have life and have it in abundance. That's why we are standing on your word tonight. Your word will not return to you void. It will not return to you empty and it will not return to you powerless. It will have power and mercy and grace, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you for healing. Thank you for healing and thank you for deliverance tonight. In Jesus' name, we are healed, we are delivered, we are set free, we are protected by the blood of Jesus. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, Jesus. Yenda rabashi henda rabonda rabashi henda. Come on, church, I'm not going to hear you pray. Korabashi handa rabonda rabashi henda rambondo. Yenda rabashi henda rambonda rabashi handa yenda. Yenda rabashi henda rabondo roboshi henda rabonda. Yanda rabashi henda rambondo roboshi ki henda rambondo robondo roboshi henda. We thank you for healing. We thank you for healing. We thank you for healing, Jesus. We thank you for healing, Jesus. We thank you, Father. We know it is finished. We know it is finished, completely completed, perfectly perfected, Father, through the blood of Jesus and the work of the cross. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's give God a praise. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You can put on 1 Chronicles 2 verses 1 and 2 for me so far. And I'm going to minister something that God has... 2015 was a very interesting year. Our family went really through something and, and, and God got, really gave me a word. And if you were in that service, I promise you, you can preach what I'm preaching tonight off by heart because I've been, I, that year, I, the only thing I was preaching was on praise and on Judah. And I, and, I, and I know this is something that God has placed in my heart. And you can say, Tasha, but how does it fit in with the theme? Just bear with me because I'm going to lay foundation and we're going to speak about the word because I'm a word person. Amen. Sweetie, God wants to touch you. Stand up. Come on, chips in the God really wants to touch you. But I see there's a war going on in your mind. And there's like, it's, like, it's, 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 it's just like overwhelming sometimes. Sometimes there's things overwhelming and you don't understand. But I really see that God is bringing you to a place of understanding. It's like, it's like, Lord, what must I do with my future? Must I do this? Must I do that? But God says, don't worry. He's got your future in your hand. And there's a lot of concerns about certain things. And, and you know, especially about what you went through and what your family went through. But God says, if you trust him now and you make him Lord of all, you're not going to go through what your mommy went through and your daddy went through. You're not going to fight because they are fighting those things so that you guys don't have to fight it. Amen. You're going to see great victory. And I pray, Father God, that you just touch her mind right now, Father. I pray the peace of God over her. I pray the hand of God over her. And I thank you, Father, that she is chosen for greatness. Yes, Father, dreams and visions you will give unto her. Thank you that you are rooting her so deep in your word, Father God, that she knows that she's not the one that's going to be potted one day, but she will be planted and rooted in the things of the Lord, and that you will use her to bring in a mighty harvest, Father God, for you know her heart, Father God, and you have a plan and a purpose over her life. Touch her. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. 
And it's really been a word that God has given, given to me then. I, was, I, I remember um, Pastor Yaku had some things in his family, and we had some things, and Dr. Gustav, he weren't here for three months, and I was like the only pastor, Pastor Lanzau were overseas, and I was like the only pastor in this building. But on the other side, I walked in one morning, and I think I was all by myself, and I literally just turned around, and I'm like, Lord, what now? What, 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 what is all this? Because we, we, you never prepared for when something happened. Come on. You never prepared when, when, when things, you are so focused on the things of God that sometimes we forget about the natural things. And when we are so focused on the things of God, when something in the natural come, it's like, Lord, what now? And that day I was like just, I was like, Lord, what now? And God gave me this message about Judah, and I'm gonna, and I'm just gonna, gonna, gonna um, lay foundation. I'm gonna go to the Word, and I'm gonna just preach on, or, or just teach maybe on what God gave me. But today I was sitting there, and God reminded me of this word, and 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 I want to do one Chronicles two verses one and two, and it says it goes down where it speak about the sons of Israel. Okay. I think they have it on the board. The sons of Israel were Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, uh, Jubilin. I might pronounce it wrong. Dan, Joseph, Benjamin, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. That were the sons of Israel. I want to take you to Genesis 29 quickly. Let's just go there. And this is something that this is, I, I, I cannot really claim this message as my own because if you know Dr. Gustav for a very long time, he has a sermon called, um, if you want to um, have your Rachel, you need to marry or you need to embrace your Leah, okay? You need to accept your Leah. And, and he's, for years he's busy with the book on Leah and Rachel. That is your promise and the process. And I really, most of my notes I got from him, but also from a download from, from heaven. So if you heard a lot of things, I'm, I'm Dr. Gustav has spoken about it. Yes, he has, because I've been using it. I make notes. And when I study, I always go back on what I, on my notes. But it came to the place, and we know the story where um, we know the sisters. It was Rachel and Leah. And, 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 and um, Jacob was supposed to marry Rachel, but the dad, he, um, he, he he let him marry Leah first, and then he married Rachel. And then the sisters, you know how sisters is. They're loving and kind towards not one another. But I will call the sermon, not today, but when I do it at a women's conference, I call it the battle of the sisters, okay? And Leah started to conceive. And, and you can put the scripture on, but I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to go to my notes. And at first, Leah, God saw that Leah was in distress. And he gave her, she conceived, and she had Reuben. And Reuben means God saw me. Many of us is in a place where we say, Lord, do you see me? Do you see what I'm going through? Do you see my distress? Do you see my family? Do you see my need? And, and, and God sees whatever, what you are going through. He sees what you are going through. He knows what you are going through. And it's you that need to say, Lord, I'm going through so much, but I need you to see me. I need 
you not only to see me, but then she conceived and she had Simeon. I don't only need you to see me, but today I also need you to hear me because God heard the cry of Leah and he, she conceived and she named him Simeon. And then it was Levi. She went and she conceived again and she um, said, Lord, See me, hear me, and be connected to me. How many of you feel disconnected from God because you feel he don't see you, you feel he don't hear you, and now you don't feel connected? But it's your responsibility. Come on, don't die on me. I know how to make a Baptist shout tonight. But then you are like, Lord, do you see me? What about me? Everybody gets prophetic words. Everybody gets houses and cars and you cry for the natural thing. But didn't God say that you are so important to him that he will take care of your very needs? Come on. And then he comes and you say, Lord, I've been praying and I've been praying and I've said the situation today that I was speaking to somebody and they say, but I've been praying and praying and nothing happens. And I said, you pray, even if you have to pray for 10 and 20 years, God hears, but is also looking at your faithfulness. Are you serious about the prayer you are praying? Come on. See me. Hear me. Be connected to me. How many times do we only want God to see us and hear us, but we don't want to be connected to him? Come on. And she conceived again. And she said, this time, I will know and he will know that he loves me and that I've born him a, a, a fourth son. This time, I will call him Judah Praise because I will praise him because he heard me, he saw me, and I'm connected to him. And now I will sing a song of praise because my praise produced. And I'm not going to bow the praise that produced tonight, but my praise produced my breakthrough, my anointing, my protection, my weapon of warfare, and also my overflow. You want to have an overflow. But you're not willing to put in the praise. You're not willing to put in the time. You're not willing to seek his face. Come on. I said the other day, I said, God told me, don't call common what I call holy. And he said, what do you mean? I see when we pray in front. It's like... Bubble is blast and I don't know what. Like you're bored with the things of God. Come on. When we speak about giving, you call it common and you call it unbiblical when the Bible states how important it is to give. Not for the church to have, but for you to have your breakthrough. Because when you let go what is in your head, and I'm not doing a cliche and a whatever, but when you let go what is in your head, you are saying to God, I trust you. I trust you with my finances. I trust you with my week. I trust you with my month. I trust you with my year. Come on. My husband, he works. I don't work. I just entertain everybody at the office. 
but he works. And if he doesn't do what he does, I cannot do what I do. But he knows, I know exactly when money comes in. Why? Because I will say, oh, oh, babes, I want money for this one, this one, this one, this one. And he just needs to pay out like the ATM. Why? Because he is blessed. Because I make him give. And he's not allowed to complain. Why? Because when others don't have work, he's working. When it's quiet in other businesses, he's working. Why? Because he's got a wife that prays and that make him give. But thank God he has an open heart and open hand. It's not a, not a problem for him to give. You don't call common what God calls holy. Come on. And when you praise God, it's an honor for us to praise God. Imagine Pastor Yaku had to go find 70 lambs and 50 doves and whatever for us to slaughter tonight because you are here. And I don't like blood that much. And then there was a few other children. But there was a son that was a little bit different than Reuben, Simeon, Levi. He was a little bit different than praise. And his name is Issachar. And Issachar was the fifth son of Leah, but the ninth son of Jacob. Okay? What made Issachar different than the rest? And tonight I want to speak about, the, I'm not going to speak about the Issachar anointing, but I'm building to why you should be in the world, okay? And why it's harvest time, because Issachar means his reward will come. Now I'm here to tell you tonight that your reward will come. We've heard that the last few months of the year, Dr. Gustav, before he left, he said, it's rewarding time. God is going to pour out his blessing. He's going to expand you. He's going to do great and mighty exploits on your behalf. But it's your responsibility to act for it to happen. Many of us, we want the hand of God, but not the will of God in our life. We think God is a sugar daddy for the Christmas. Give me, give me, give me. Come on. And 1 Chronicles 12 verses 32 says, They knew exactly, Issachar knew the times and the seasons. They knew exactly what to do, when to do it, and they, need, they knew exactly how to, to determine when, where, and what. You don't hear much about the tribe of Issachar, 
but you hear that they were very tuned in with God. You can only know the times and the seasons if you are tuned in with God. I'm sorry to say to the prophets that sitting here that is prophesying, maybe prophesying, and you never spend time with God. How will you determine the voice of God if you don't know, if you don't spend time with Him? Come on. And Issachar, they know exactly what Israel needed to do. They helped even David in the time that he needed help. They know what God was doing. And they know how to bring people in alignment for their assignment. We need to get to know the Word of God. If you don't read the Bible, the Bible is not a fictional book. It's not a Sunday school book only or a story that you heard in, in the, when you were young. And now you think the Bible is fictional. God so, is so over the Word that the God and His Word is one. And he honors his word. He even places his word above his name. Come on. He is so serious about the word. And that he will say, cursed is the man who will add or take away from the word of God. And that's why it's important for you to experience your, your breakthrough, your, 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 your reward. You need to come into the Word and know what the Word is saying concerning your life. You know, I, I, say, I said it at leadership that I'm first going to do Joshua 1 verse 8. It says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. You will be sure to obey everything written in it. If you want to have the spirit of Issachar or the Issachar anointing, you're going to have to meditate on the word to know the signs of the times. Many, there's many preachings going out there. Do you know why I didn't go and sit and pack up my house September month when Jesus was supposed to come? Pastor Yaku phoned me. I was in. I will never forget it. I was in Century City. He said, what do you do the few minutes before God is, Jesus is coming? I said, I'm doing what I love. I'm in the mall eating a brownie. <laughs> How do, did I know he was not going to come? Because the Bible says nobody but God, not even Jesus himself knows. But we as the people can read the signs and the times. Come on, and I'm not talk, pre preaching in time tonight. But the word of the Lord says, you will hear wars and rumors of wars. And that's not even the end time yet. It's the beginning of the end time. And people fall for everything. It's because they don't know the word. And if you don't know the word, you don't even know where your family is heading. Because the word is our instruction. 
Because if you want to do words, you need to know words. And if you know the word, what a great reward there is. Because the word sets you free. The word fills you up. The word amplifies and it enlightens and it clears your mind. Many people fall back into their own habits and sins because they don't know the word of God. I've learned when I really go through bad times, I read the Bible. And you know what I read? I read Revelations. I never used to like Revelations. But because I did a study and that I actually understand the book of Revelation, I start reading the love letter of God. Actually such a beautiful book. I started reading that and then suddenly there's something in my spirit jumping up because the word is powerful and it's alive and it starts speaking to my spirit and as it speaks to my spirit, it pulls me up. I'm not those ones, I, I think somebody mentioned it, but I said it Wednesday that do the, the like, you know, I don't have. This is the prayer for healing, and this is the prayer for money, and this is the prayer for deliverance. I don't, I don't do that prayers because the time when I go through something, it's, I just grab the Bible. I cannot worry about go and look it up. I know God is my shepherd, and I know Psalm 91, that I am protected under the shadows of the Almighty. Come on. I know that he that is for me is greater than he that is against me. I know that what is on the inside of me is much greater of that what's on the outside of me. I know the word. I cannot run. If you're in a war, you're in the army. You cannot go to the battlefield without your gun. Now you're going through something. You say, wait, wait. I need to go get my gun first. Hello. But that is how the Christian army going to war. You go without your weapon. Your weapon is not just your mouth. You have a two-edged sword. Where you go, light flows. Come on. The day when Jesus comes back and he puts his foot down on the Mount Olive, he's going to defeat the nations. Not by warring, but by the word. The same way he created heaven and earth, he will defeat the armies that come up against Israel. Read the word. The very thing. I said it and now I'm really all over my sermons. <laughs> that people are praying for is the very thing they are rejecting. People is praying for revival. Oh, and don't we pray for revival. Give us revival, Lord. We want revival. Who we want to see, we want to see stuff. But when the Holy Spirit starts to move, you're the first one that's born. And I'm not talking about Loftal. I'm actually just talking about all the people that's listening on live stream. You, you're safe. Come on. Revival means dead things coming alive. But it also means the presence of God being manifest. Come on. And that's what the people are praying for. But what do the churches do? And I'm not just talking about a specific church. Hear my heart. They become so people friendly that they entertain the people. And there's nothing about having nice stuff. I love luxury. I promise you. But the sad thing is, 
We are so scared people is leaving our churches. Ooh, they're going to go. They're going to they're gonna go if, if, ooh, if they shake just a little bit too much. And we become where we just become people that give a word without the Holy Spirit. There's no power, there's no movement, and people just come to tickle their ears and they go home. And when they are in trouble, guess who they phone? The spiritful churches, they don't even go for counseling to their own churches. Come on. The very thing. I said at Israel, God saved them. And the scripture said, God draw Israel. Let me get that scripture quickly. Exodus 19, verses 3 and 4. You know how I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself. God is telling Israel, you know how I treated the Egyptians. You know what I've done for you. I've brought you to myself. I brought you to a place where we can have fellowship. Do you know what the Israelites go and do? Exodus 20, 19, they go, they say, they say to Moses, you speak to us, and we listen, but don't let God speak directly to us, or we will die. The very thing God has called them for, relationship, having fellowship with Him, was the very thing they were so afraid of. No, Pastor Tasha, you pray for me for three days and tell me if I must go to Russia or if I must stay in South Africa. Hello, blame South Africa because if you can't hear, you can't go. Pastor Tasha, tell me, should I buy a red shoe or a blue shoe? I'm, I love shoes. I'm just throwing it in there for you, one. Should I buy a silver car or a green car for the men? I don't know. Because you don't want to hear for yourself. And you don't want to seek yourself. But if you come to that place where you say, hey, I know that I know that I know what God is saying. And it's lining up with the word of God, not with your own imagination and your own thoughts and your own thinking and doing. To, to assess your sin. Now, when I say sin, I'm talking about missing the mark. Stepping out of place and purpose. Doing what you shouldn't do. If God says, Jonah, go to Nineveh. Don't run to Tarshish. Hello? Even in that, the mercy of God was, throw him overboard, he will send the fish. The mercy of God looked like a fish. But I'm not going there. Come on. And then you don't want to hear because you are adjusting the word of God to your ways and your will. And you will say, whew, God gave me exodus Pastor Tasha, I need to move now to another church. I'm moving like the Israelites. Somebody told me, and I hope she's not here tonight. Let me see. She sent me a message. It was so funny. She said, Pastor, I threw Jonah over the boat. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I don't really know what you mean. But if I think it is, it means your husband is going. <laughs> and then she said, 
another time, Paul, she sent me a message. She said, Pastor, you cannot put old wine or new wine in old wine skins. Come on. You can adjust the Bible like you want it, but it will not have power if it's not lining up with really what God is saying. We need to stop abusing the word for our own needs. Come on. Because you will never have the reward. And you will never understand the signs and the times for your own life. You will never experience your Judah. Or your Reuben, your Simeon, or your Levi. Then your Judah, your, your see me, hear me, be connected to me. And your praise if you're not in the word of God. Because when life really hits you and it blows you really bad. And I'm not here and Pastor Yaku is overseas and Anzal is doing something and everybody is busy. You're going to have to stand on the word, not on, 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 on what I'm saying in my prayer. There's going to come a time that you might call out to God when you are all by yourself. And there's no worship leader and no prophet and no Pastor Jeff. But only you and God. But you will never go boldly into the throne room of God if you don't spend time in His Word. Because you will never know that you're allowed to go boldly into the throne room with your shortcomings, with your mistakes, with your wrinkled clothes. Come on. Because God wants us to seek Him so much. He wants us to be hungry for Him. But do you know that God wants to reveal heaven to everybody? He wants you to manifest heaven on earth. He wants you to have kingdom. Not just me, but every child of His. He wants you to carry it and have it and manifest it. But you will never know it if you don't read the Word. There was a time in, in, in and, and I'm just going to get the scripture. I'm not WhatsApping nobody. Because I have it in my Bible, but this Bible is a little bit different. You can get it up on the New Living Translation. I'm going to give you the scripture now. It is Isaiah 65, verses 1 to 4. And the Lord says, I was ready to respond, but no one asked for help. God is ready to respond, but how can he respond if you don't call on his name and if you're not willing to ask for help because we think we are so clever. We think we can figure things out on our own. Let me tell you, every time I try to, my personality is a fixed personality. Sometimes God is too slow. That's for my personality. I want to help God. But I've learned when I'm trying to help God and figuring it out and trying to fix things, I'm making a better mess of it. I should have just left it and stand still and just wait on the Lord to move on my behalf. Because I told Wednesday, I said, my prayer is, Lord, you do it. Lord, this is what I want you to do. But if you cannot, if you don't want to do it this way because you can't do it, if you don't want to do it this way, do something better. In my life, for that person, do something greater. If what I'm praying for is too small, and hear my heart, nothing is too small or too big for God. He can do anything. But something we are trusting God for, the hot dog, but God said, hey, I have a stake in mind. I'm not giving you the hot dog. 
come on. And he said, I was ready to be found, but no one was looking for me. I was ready to be found, but no one was looking for me. I said, here I am, here I am, to a nation that did not call on my name. Here God is, and I just see the picture. We're all sitting here, and God is saying, come to me. Here I am. You know, like the children, we're going to play a game, and we're in school, and everybody want to pick me, pick me, that moment. And here is God, arms wide open, ready to respond, ready to give you what he has promised. Ready for you to experience your Issachar moment, your signs and your times and even your rewards. But you don't come. You don't respond. He is waiting with arms wide open. But you turn your back on him and you walk away because you're going to figure it out on your own way. I'm going to ask Dr. Gustav to pay my house. I'm going to ask Pastor Yaku to do to buy me a car. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm just using examples. Just please don't come to me afterwards and send me nice SMSs or WhatsApps. I'm going to play the lotto, Pastor Tasha. If I can just play the lotto, but God says, "Here I am. Here I am. I'm ready to respond. Whatever your hurt is." Whatever your need is, whatever your desire is, he's here to respond. Maybe, maybe God is not going to do it the way you want him to do it, but he's going to do it something better. Imagine, imagine Jonah went to Tarshish. He would have missed a whole nation that needed God. A whole nation, a whole revival he would have missed. Imagine they kept him on the ship. They would have all been shipwrecked, drowned. But suddenly they threw him over and the mercies of God appear. Not in a lifeboat, not in a life-saving tube, but like a fish. He wants to respond with arms wide open. God is ready to do it for you because he wants to do it in you, to do it through you. And when he can do it through you, what a great revival the city will have. Pastor Danzel said it yesterday, revival is not going to look the way you think it should look. It's not going to be the same. Revival is not always a shaking and a and a... Anna, and I've nothing wrong with it. I don't look down on how people experience God. But sometimes it's Pastor Yaku them handing out soup. Sometimes it's a group preaching in the streets, bringing in the people. The greatest move of God that we will see before the end time, it's going to be two things. 
A revival of finances like you've never seen before. Not coming to you, coming to the work of the kingdom. And the souls that will come in. And the souls is not going to look pretty. They're not going to look churchy. They might going to have her pants and they're going to hoi it for you. Come on. They're going to talk a language and a slang that you might not like. And they're going to smell, I have one God that I wish God will just slap them on op a Sunday Just, Just let him fall under your power, Lord, and touch him. Deal with him. Because if it's summer, he's under the fan and the whole church smells very nice. And I even had people leave the church. They told somebody, this, people say, no, we left the church because Pastor Tasha didn't do what we asked. They asked me to put him somewhere else. And I said, no, I'm not doing it. Let him sit under the fan and make the church smell nice. Or we will sit under the heater and there will be nobody else but just. Sometimes that is revival. But we have this doctrine and this, and this, we are all looking at all the past and we study the past revivals and there's nothing wrong because there's going to come a time that God will pour out His Spirit on all flesh. And that time is now. There is nothing wrong. But the harvest is not going to look the way you want it to look. Come on. It's not going to smell the way we want it to smell. It's not going to dress the way we want to dress. You tell him with your wiki, via stark. Come on. Be strong. And know. And I'm going to end with this scripture. They asked me to preach till 10 so they can give the people coffee over after live stream. John 9, verses 4. As long as it is day, we must do the work of Him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. Scripture is quite scary. It's going to come a time that you want to do the work of the kingdom and you won't be able to. My dad said something, and it really stuck with me. He said, and I don't know if it was in Vietnam or Russia. I can't. He has so many stories about the nation. But he said to people, say, please don't let us, don't pray for us to, to come out of what we are in. Because we don't want to be comfortable with the gospel like the Western churches. And that to me said we're not a good example. Remember when we were in school, and I know not the people now, but when I was in school, we prayed for the people behind the iron curtain. Remember that. You prayed for everybody, but you have to pray for people behind the Easter Gordain. <laughs> I don't know about you, but we had to pray for them. That was the people that were stuck in communism, that couldn't serve Jesus. And not too long ago, they lifted the iron curtain from some nations. 
your Berlin, and there's some places, but North Korea is still in that, but we don't pray for, for the Iron Curtain there. We pray really for a move of God. And, we, and, and, and it lifted. And when those people start, start to have a little bit, still controlled Christianity, they looked at the Western world and say, we don't want to play church. We don't want to be like them. Don't pray for us to be delivered because we are so serious about God that we will seek Him. We will die for Him. I can call any of my children to the front and they will, I will, I've taught them from a small age. Justine shakes her head because she knows she was always there. And I tell them, if you have to choose between Jesus and your parents, who do you choose? I've taught them from a small age because I knew there might come a time that our country will go and face the same thing if the church don't wake up. And you always put Jesus first, no matter what. Are you willing To get to know God through His Word. To say, Lord, I don't want to be like the Western churches. I really want to be, I, I, I want to mean business with you. I really want to do Bible. Not do church, I want to do Bible. And if that is you, because Matthew 6 verse 33 says, Seeking first the kingdom of God. And it's righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Pastor Bird says, Your position determines your condition. Or your condition determines your position. If you are positioned right, your condition of your life will be right. If you place God first, and I used to love designers, everything. COVID really healed me from that. That I think I look at a bag and I'm like, just a bag. I look at shoes, it's just shoes. Come on. I haven't even bought boots for the winter or a coat. Why? Because I've realized it's material stuff. I love beautiful clothes. I love clothes. I love beautiful stuff. But it's just... My man says, Stemi saw me. <laughs> Sweetie, I didn't say you didn't buy. I said, I didn't buy. <laughs> of course, Ashley, and that's how it works. His money, I, my money, I spend his money. I, I buy myself some nice stuff. But, but I've realized that material things, it's not the answer to your problem. God is. And we need always, don't draw people to you. Draw them to the Father. Because you might just do something that will disappoint them. Come on. You might just say something. I told somebody something and I never came back to church. I just said what the Bible said. I quoted the word and I was like in trouble. Come on. We do church. Not church, but we do the word of God. And if you are here tonight and you say, I'm serious with God and I'm serious with the word. 
I don't want to be like other Christians, just believe on a Sunday, not on a Monday, and the rest of the, the week. I want to pray that God will set your heart on fire. And that you and the Holy Ghost will change the world. That's two of my favorite songs. I want you to stand tonight. I'm going to hand over to Pastor Yaquin. He's going to make the altar call and he's going to do everything else. But I want you to stand if you are here and say, Lord, I will not be the same. I will not play church. I will not just show up when there's a prophet. I will come. Hell or high water, I will come. <laughs> Dale said, bring the tithe. I will come. My word is really good and I want to be, my, I want to make a difference. And I will not only come, but I will come and I will bring people to the kingdom of God. Amen. Tonight we want to extend an invitation as people are standing. I think after this weekend, we can't just have instruction or a word without commitment or something that we'll do this week. If you hear and you say, We've made this invitation this morning as well. I want to be used. God, come and change this mess that I'm in into a message. I'm not, I'm not going to remain here. If that's you, won't you come out? We're going to pray for you. You want to be used. You want to be used. You want to be utilized in God's part of God's army. Just come out. I want to be used. I want to be used of God. I, I want to come out and I take a stand and say this. I wanted my situation and circumstances saying, uh, don't do it. Don't commit yourself to it. Be stuck in whatever it is that you're stuck. God wants to turn it around. He wants to turn it around. And I'm going to have the pastors come out and we're going to pray. If you want to be used, if you're currently inactive, you're not, you're not doing the word as Pastor Lanzal, uh, Pastor Natasha has ministered, you, you wanna, or you want to get deeper, you want to get deeper to that place, have your life speak and testify of the goodness and mercy and grace of God. Speaking to pastors and ministers that, yeah, as the altar has been rebuilt, Make a fresh commitment. Do greater. Do more. Have your light shine. Let's extend our hands to these that's standing in front saying, I want to do, I want to be utilized. I want to be used by God. There's some more people that has to come. Be used by God. Currently being used by God, but you want to do more for God. We worship you, Jesus. Making a commitment tonight. Pastors, please come and help us minister to people that saying, I want to be used. If you're online, you want to do something for the Lord, we are do something generation. Commit your life, commit your heart, commit your hands and the tools that God has given to you unto God. Have it be used for God's glory. We worship you, Jesus. We want to know your heart. We 
We worship you, Jesus. Come, let's pray for these. Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Let's worship him. Oh, we want to know, reveal your heart unto us, God. Oh, yes. We worship you, Jesus. Worship you, Jesus. I wanna know your Be exalted. We wanna know your heart. I wanna know your Oh yes, Jesus. I wanna know your Come and let's not grow weary. We worship you, Jesus. I want to know your heart. I want to know your ways. Your ways, oh God. I want to know your heart. I want to know your ways. We worship you. Turning messages into messages, test to testimonies. Oh, Jesus. No longer disqualified, but the anointing of God, destroying yokes, removing burdens, setting people free. The word of God keeping, keeping people free. While we're worshiping God and you are here and you say, I have never accepted Christ as Lord and Savior tonight. I want to make that dedication, that commitment to God. I want Him to come and turn my life upside down, right side up. You've never accepted Christ as Savior. You've never made Him Lord of your life. You don't know what your eternal address is. Some might even think that you, that none of us know. No, we know that we're going to live forever and we know where. Maybe you don't know where. You don't know what your final address is, the one that you're moving towards tonight. You can be sure. I'm not scaring you into heaven. I want you to know that you can be sure by giving your heart unto Jesus, giving Him complete control of your life. Tonight, before we dismiss this service, I want to give you an opportunity to give your heart to the Lord, to make sure of your salvation, of your eternal address. If you are here and you've never given your heart to the Lord, you've never had Him lead your life, tonight's your night. I want you to take liberty and if you're in this place, won't you just come out? If you say, I want to give my heart to the Lord, I want to not just give him a chance. I want to have him take complete control. If you backslidden, whatever you did for the Lord last year, this time is more than what you're doing now for the Lord. We're in a, you're in a backslidden state. Slide back to him.
in Christ Jesus, no condemnation, but we know tonight that He has called us to be at one or two places, not in between. If you say that you want to just come back to the Father's house because He's been looking out to cover your nakedness, you are not dead, you're alive. And He wants to restore you. If that's you, before we dismiss this service and charge the family, which is an army, to go and take communities, come out. Join us in front. If you're saying, I need to, how people would say, I need to make right with God. I don't want to work this altar call, but I know that there's people that just need to come and make that commitment to Jesus. We've seen it throughout the day how people have chosen Jesus over circumstance and situations. If that's you, before we close, just quickly come out. If that is you, quickly just come out. We're going to have pastors remain here so that people know that we are not coming to the altar alone. If you want to come out before we close the service, do it now. Do it now. There's no time like now. There's no time like now. There's, there's a call for people to come. Hallelujah. Take boldness and ask the person next to you. That is how we compelled. We compelled this way. We know that when the Bible says force them to come in, it's not with aggression. It's because we love you this much. Can't have you go out not knowing where you'll spend eternity. Ask your neighbor, are they sure of salvation? Don't they want to come to the front? Some people do more in their backslidden state by coming out and having others to follow than a lot of people do in a whole lifetime of doing great things. There's nobody. Then we have a mission, a mandate. If we say that it is harvest time and there's there's nothing to clean, nothing to bring. We need, we need to go out and we need to bring them in. We need to go out and we need to bring them in. For there's blood, there's blood that's on our hands if we don't. So this church understands what we need to do. We know what we need to do. So I'm going to ask Pastor Jeff to come and dismiss us. Our first time guests, please remain and have a cup of coffee uh, with us if you would. And uh, Pastor Jeff, come and charge charge this army that is ready to go and get the harvest. Tell your neighbor, I'm ready to go and get the harvest, for it is harvest time. Okay, so before we end the service, I just want to call Walter and Pastor Jakub to stay in the front. They're leaving for the States. It's not the free state. It's the United States on uh, Tuesday. Right? It's a Tuesday. Walter, come come toch Sam. Come. Father, we just want to pray your traveling mercies over them right now. And we want to ask you, God, that favor, according to Psalm 512b, the favor of God will surround them in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the fire of God come out of them when they speak your word. 
Lord, that the Word of God will penetrate and will escalate and will accelerate them into the things that God wants to do. Lord, I know that there's a new thing happening, a power of praise, a power, Lord, that we cannot stand, but we know that God is in control. He will do it, Lord. He will do it. And we give you praise for who God is, because surely we are instruments and vessels in His hands, in the name of Jesus. Father, the Lord said, I must tell you there will be new songs flowing from your lips, bringing about salvation, bringing about clear indication, bringing about clear direction, says the Lord. You need to understand God, says you need to understand that it's not about what you think, it's about what He wants to do in and through you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh God, Pastor Yaku, I know I said this last week, two weeks ago, that the Lord has called you to be a pillar of praise. And when Pastor Natasha was ministering tonight, I thought, how spot on is that? Because we need to start praise God like never before. Because when we do, God will reveal His heart to us so that we will understand what it is that God wants to do in our lives. In Jesus' name. Jesus. No longer play church. God is about to break through here in your lives. Do you want to see God's breakthrough right now? Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Here it is. Here it is. God, let your breakthrough come right now. Bring that release. Let the fire of God fall on this place right now. Right now. There's a presence of God in this place like never before. Let the fire of God fall on this place right now, right now, right now. The fire of God, the fire of God. Oh God, the fire. The breakthrough is here, the release is here. The Lord is showing me clearly a door opening up. There's somebody that needs an open door. God is saying, I'm opening the door for you. I'm opening the door for you. Tonight is your night, says the Lord. You haven't come to the service by chance, but God says, I brought you here. Tonight is your night. Father, we just want to thank you, Lord. And we want to honor you tonight for who you are. You are the Most High God. You are the beginning and the end. Lord, like I am charged up tonight. I want you to charge up these people to wake from their slumber. To wake from their slumber. And that we will grab a hold and be saturated with the presence of God. So that we can go out and be an instrument, a voice in the wilderness, calling forth the harvest of God. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen.